2: It's DGS Rachel, I hate to call you out like this in front of everyone, but did I not say that I'm having a difficult day? I'm sorry. Do you I'm think sorry. I needed to hear that Laura Trump has a version of this song that she's now selling?
3: Hey, at least I'm not playing that. <sighs> Let's
4: play it. What's it, going on it does on rock. World.
3: No, it does not. It does it's horrible. Rock <laughs> she can't
4: sing. Uh, <laughs> no, she cannot.
5: <laughs>
3: and I saw like a little teaser for it on the internet earlier today. And it's like her in the studio laying down the track. Oh, with the stop producer. talking. That's I so
5: great. Seen that it's so good. <laughs> I'm going to go find it. <laughs> be great. God. I don't know why, but some videos have popped up on social media, apparently of Enrique Iglesias doing a concert and sounding awful. Awful. Really? Like he's like, this is, he's singing, I'm pretending I'm I'm in, Enrique Iglesias. He's like, it's so bad. It's like he's, pre- it's like he's trying to be terrible. It's so bad. I'm going to play it for you. It's not that far off. I'm dreaming, right? No, it's not <laughs> telling you, dude. He's like, he's like. What if that's
2: just his new single? <laughs>
5: Why
3: does he sound like he should be on Sesame Street I
2: don't know.
5: It's so bad. I can't even, I can't even explain it. It's just awful. Gonna be stuck in my head all day.
2: <laughs> I got. He's a, the sweetest got chef a, now. I got a TikTok of Axl Rose trying to sing Paradise City, oh, ho, 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 ho. and I watched the whole thing because so I'm a masochist. Yeah, and so now bad. they're just they're feeding it to me all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's why
5: I think that might be why I saw that because I do watch like the Motley Crue ones or the Guns and Roses ones or or the Corey Feldman ones. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you seen the one where Corey Feldman, he's he's doing the famous song from the Lost Boys. Um, there's one big song mm, yeah. from that, and he's doing that, and he's like, he's getting all into it, and he's getting excited, and he comes running up to the mic, and he hits his mouth on the mic, and he goes, oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> Corey, It's so bad. Mm. That's probably why I got the Enrique stuff, because I watch those other ones.
2: Mm, 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 mm. Stairway to Kevin.
5: All right. I uh, figure since it's a weird day, we can do a semi weird topic, but you'll like it, Dave. Um, it came up actually on a TV show. Are you guys watching any of you watching the show on Netflix called Bodies? No. No, it's on my list, though. Okay. So it's, it, t- to set it up for people that don't know, um, there's a murder found, dead person, but it's happening at four different times in history in the UK. So 1800s, 1940s, modern day, and then in the future. Uh, so it's just kind of a sci fi kind of thing. But in that, there was a topic brought up and I won't go deep into it because it'd be it's not a spoiler, but it's kind of you know gives you part of the plot. But it led me to doing some other reading. And I think this is an interesting thing. So essentially, the question becomes, does free will actually exist?
2: Oh, we're supposed to have the leading expert on that last week. But I guess his free will told him to us. <laughs> yeah,
5: it's still in discussion. Mm-hmm. So. Essentially, it's not—it's not the implication that your choices are being guided by an outside force, right? It's not like it's predestined. Like we're puppets. But it's more about whether or not you are just the product of everything that makes up your brain. So, what your parents taught you, what their preferences were, and then that eventually, some of that comes to you, or maybe that pushes you in another direction. But you've had all these influences, and in your brain you might think it's like, quote unquote, a choice, but it's almost like your brain has been pre-programmed to a certain degree. And I thought that was a really interesting thing. And whether or not that changes how you even look at the idea of free will, I would say that is still free will because it's your brain doing it. And all we are is is what our brain is, right? I mean, that's what our experiences are. That's how we see the world, how we experience the world. It's what our brain understands. But I think it seems like, we think of that as being something that is more in control rather than something that we are a product of. Does that make sense the way I'm saying that? Like we think yeah. of it as I'm going to do what I want, but what you're not really considering is there are a million factors in your brain from influences you've had throughout the entire portion of your life. They're going to f- help in the decision-making process. And what they found in a study that I, that I was reading about after seeing that episode was, We actually exert more free will when we're really engaged on a choice or a decision as opposed to on autonomous things, on taking when you're walking down the street, when you're doing something routine, that there are actually signals in your brain that that can be measured that can say 10, 12 seconds in advance of you doing the thing that you're going to do the thing because your brain's already started doing it. Your brain has already started the, whatever the process is of getting that going, where there's less of that when it's something that you're actively really engaged on, like, I don't know, what would be a big, a big deal, something that's important to you. Like
3: deciding on where to go to college or something.
5: Yes, something like that. And I thought it was an interesting question because, I mean, there are people that believe that, you know, that you're, there's a, there's quote destiny, right? That. There are things that are just going to happen. I don't think it's about that. That's not what this idea is about. It's just about whether your experiences control how your brain processes information more than you are actually driving the car.
2: I was thinking about this. I mean, if you listen to Rachel's show, we talked a lot about this kind of thing. This this is kind of what I do. This is kind of my hobby, as dork as that is. I love to read about this stuff and learn about this stuff. And it strikes me how much of us is set with, with very little of our input. For example, I was thinking, I was picturing it this way. You think about like a, a machine that just pops out people. And, you know, there's nature and nurture, we all know this, that based on not just your parents, but your whole lineage, you know, there are people who get stuff from grandparents and great-grandparents, that when the egg is fertilized, boom, you... So much of you is just baked. Is there diabetes in your family? Are your parents smart? Are they not smart? Are they artistic? Are they not artistic? And if you picture us coming out, like, just picture like a bowling trophy, just a perfectly smooth gold bowling trophy. And we all look slightly different because everyone's parents are different. Everyone is genetically unique, even from your siblings. But then for 18 years or so, you have these sculptors. Your parents, your extended family, the g- neighborhood you grow up in. Are you rich? Are you poor? Are you abused? Are you loved? Are you neglected? Are you yelled at? Are you? Uh, uh, do you have great parents? Do you have terrible parents, and you have very little control over this. And you've pictured them taking their little sculptor tools and just making. Oh, here's a little this. Here's a little that. And by the time you're eighteen or twenty years old, you're that that completely smooth not a mark on you bowling trophy that you were born as, but now you've been sculpted by other people, by nurture. You're your own person. You get to go do what you want to do. But to your point, it's kind of silly to think that the world is your oyster and you, you can do anything you want to do, and it's all your decision. I mean, you're, you're, you are a definable thing by birth, by genetics, and a definable thing by your first 18 or so years, how you grow up and predominantly your parents and how you're treated. And then you get to do what you want to do, no doubt about it. But you have so much set, right? Yeah. And I I don't think we appreciate that as much as we should with each other.
5: Yeah. I think that's kind of the point, right, is it's it's interesting that – there are things that are that are part of these decision-making processes that you're not even aware of, and therefore, if you're not aware of them, how are you in control of them, right? I mean, there, and even in these studies that I'm talking about, there's a genetic component into every decision too, right? So I'm, we've talked about I mean, how many times it's, it's a it's one of those automatic, you know, first kind of conversations. Like some people cannot cannot stand cilantro. It tastes like soap. Other people taste great. Well, you're not choosing that. That's just how it is, and then that kind of thing could influence another decision, and obviously that's not going to influence where you're going to college, right? It's not going to influence your choice of a job unless you're choosing a restaurant to work at that either uses it or doesn't, but the point is that that kind of thing is influencing a decision. That decision might be where you go get your lunch. Um, am I going to go to the place that puts cilantro on everything, or am I going to go to the place that doesn't?
2: And let me go back to something we talked about earlier in the show, we, and we talk about quite often. It's it's one of the consistent tropes here in the DGS. When I was a kid, when you were a kid, Rachel, I think when you were a kid, because you grew up so differently you know, out in the country in Grafton, more like I did uh, back in the 60s and 70s, we were given a lot of room to make our own decisions. It's not like our parents didn't care about us. It was just a different standard. I like in the summers, I would leave at eight, nine in the morning, maybe come back for lunch, come back for dinner, be out until the streetlights came on. They had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't doing anything bad, but I could have could have been doing anything I wanted to. But I had to learn to get in and out of sticky situations. I had to learn to navigate. I remember one time uh, going to a barbecue and going down into the basement where all the other kids were. And it was like Shawshank down there, man. They were all older kids and they were beaten ass. And so I came up and I told my parents, I'm like, "Mm, I think I'm going to hang with you. They're like, get back down there. And I'm like, well, they're some bullies. They're like, figure it out. I I never let my kids do that. Mm -hmm. I would have never let my kids figure it out. I would have gone down there and raised hell and, you know, cleared the way for little Phoebe Glover and, and cleaned up behind her. Right. I think that's a disadvantage. Because not only was she born with a specific set of genetics and into a family, good and bad, like every family, but she wasn't given the opportunity to mold herself much, which is probably now why she's going so crazy.
5: And it's one of the interesting things to me. uh, The reason I love this topic is it plays into all of these intergenerational conversations that we have all the time where older generations are crapping on younger ones. And yes, the younger ones, you know, crap on older generations too. I'm not saying it doesn't happen that way, but at least in one way, the older generations created the younger generations, both physically and psychologically. Yeah. And we don't we don't consider that enough when we're talking about Rachel. Those if you things. end up
2: having kids, what top two or three things would you be cognizant of doing or not doing? Hmm,
3: that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean. I wouldn't want to be overly soft on them because I don't think that does kids any favors. And I I think the number one thing would be to just not let them run the show because I see that happen so much. It just feels like that's the... Maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels like that's the... I don't think you're wrong. ...the standard or, like, the norm nowadays is, like, what do you want to do? And it's like, that's not how I was raised. It was not about, like, catering to what Rachel and David Zimmerman wanted to do every day. It was... My parents were living their lives and we were... Long for the ride. W- You're a part of that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I, I think that was a good way to grow up. I think it was a realistic way to grow up. I think a lot of times kids these days do think they are the center of the universe because they've been treated like they were the center of the universe for their entire lives. And I would assume that's a rude awakening mm-hmm. once you get out of college or whatever is going on in your life. So,
5: Which is what this whole thing is really. That whole free will concept is about. People are like, well, just deal with it. I'm like, well, you weren't prepared to deal with it. You weren't taught how to deal with it. And, you know, I think we do that a lot. We expect things from people that weren't given the tools to handle a certain mm. thing. Yeah. 324 DGS,
2: happy Monday to you. Thanksgiving week. You guys big Wednesday night people? Oh, Skanksgiving? Yeah, guns and hoses are going out or...
4: Sitting on my couch and watching Ancient Aliens. <laughs>
3: I I will be, be, that one. Yeah, all sound very exciting, but I'll I'm be, more of the Ancient Aliens type.
4: All right, all I'll be popcorn. I'll, I'll be Skanksgiving <laughs> at Olive Garden for, hey! uh, for my wife's birthday. Nice. Oh, nice. And I will be getting blacked out. <laughs> on
2: breadsticks? Blacked sticks? out on oh. pasta and breadsticks.
5: <laughs> on, on endless gnocchi soup. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's always, like, I've never been... In my whole life never had a chance to really do any of those things because I always have to travel to see family one way or the other. Mm. And you're just going to hang with family the night before. Yeah. So,
3: so Rachel, you're a shoplifter now? Well, I was oh! almost a shoplifter on accident. So Friday night, uh, went out and partied, a.k.a. Went to Target to buy sweatpants mm-hmm. and went through the self-checkout. And as I rang out my sweatpants, they came up for 50 cents. Someone had taken a sticker from a piece of glassware or probably plastic wear and put it over the tag of my sweatpants.
4: Yes. Because they were someone going to... did that. It wasn't
3: me. Because I could have very easily been like, hey, cool, 50 cents and kept going. But I didn't. I flagged down the employee and I said, someone's trying to steal these. And he said, well, you don't look like a shoplifter. And I said, thank you, sir. And then he <laughs> took the sticker off and went about my That's day. It's like a
2: George Washington
5: Same. story. Man, he's a, <laughs> I cannot
3: tell a lie. He's a Target... sharp
5: one, that guy. You mean the person that told you that the number's wrong is not a
3: shoplifter?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but hey, I don't want to be on Target's bad list. They will track yeah. you. If you are shoplifting from Target, they will let you steal a certain amount, and then they're like, hey, you just hit the felony amount, and you're going to prison. Oh, Who's,
4: yikes. Who's popping tags at Target and then leaving the sweatpants there? I guess they chickened or out,
3: or client. maybe they needed a different size or something. But
2: and what's almost the, shoplifted. What's the GQ thing?
3: Um, okay, so Kim Kardashian has been named GQ's <laughs> man of the year, <laughs> and people are upset because they feel like it's like... Uh, mean to men or something like their men are missing out on representation or something like that which I I mean I guess I see why people feel that way I don't necessarily feel that way I think the whole thing is just kind of silly mm-hmm. the whole thing is to get clicks and to be like she's not a man she's right. a pretty lady and then, exactly let me go look at her pictures <laughs> on GQ.com but another thing I just think it's kind of lame because I wouldn't if someone were like hey Rachel you're the man of the year I wouldn't be like oh yes I finally made it onto the boys list I don't see it in that way. I don't see it as like I've defeated all of the women and the you're men not too. Dumb. Yeah, but <laughs> it seems to be like an extra special privilege for her because now she gets to be called a man on top of everything. Like aren't we pass that? It's just kind of lame.
5: Can we just call it person of the year and be done
2: with that? Everything all the nonsense? about that story I hated. Yeah. I hate obvious. Yep. I hate stupid marketing. Yep. Uh I can't believe the Kardashians are even alive, much less still <laughs> relevant. Still dominating in Everything some way it's about crazy. that's so stupid. 337 DGS on KMOX. Dave Murray joins us. Hello, Dave. Hello there. Uh, before we jump into the forecast, can I just say how mad I am at Snoop Dogg? Oh, man. Uh, Snoop Dogg, who's a rapper and now a very famous just personality and does stuff with Martha Stewart and XYZ. And uh, hugely known for smoking pot. It's just kind of like who he is. And last week he said that he was giving up smoke and please, please uh, give me and my family privacy at this time. And Wheeler was the first one to go like, this is a bunch of crap. He's going to come out with his own brand (laughs) of edibles or something like that. And uh, it's worse than that. He's come out with some sort of a smokeless fire pit for your yard. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) I just hate that kind of thing. I hate that everyone's for sale. And I I know I'm talking about Snoop Dogg. I'm not talking about George Washington. (laughs) But in some ways, I would trust Snoop Dogg not to make a stupid joke about weed more than I would trust George Washington not to chop down the cherry tree. (laughs) And it's the same thing. How much money do you need, dude? How much of your... Whole thing, are you willing to give away for a cheap stunt? Does anyone feel me on this? Absolutely. It's not, not going to yes. change my day, much less my life, but I just feel like things are being chipped away a little by little and everyone's just selling out. And I just hated this one in particular. Any thoughts around the room?
4: It reeks of iHob to me. Yeah.
3: I just think it's interesting how much the culture has changed. When I was a kid, it was like the worst thing you could ever do was sell out. Like, you wanted yeah. to keep your integrity yeah. and keep your brand as pure as possible. And now it just seems like celebrity, the whole thing is like, get the bag. Make as much money as possible. You know, say well, whatever you need to say. Take whatever deal. And that's what we celebrate now. It's just, I'm not saying one or the other is right. It's just interesting to see that shift in my lifetime. It's
4: funny you use that quote in particular. Like, those words and, like, that phrasing in particular. I, I always think of Cardi B said this when she first started becoming famous. And she was just doing whatever all the time. And people were like, Man, you yeah, gotta slow down. What are you and she was like, I'm trying to I'm not gonna be relevant forever. So I'm trying to make as much money as I possibly can before I'm no longer able to, you know, before I'm not famous enough or relevant enough or whatever to keep making money. And i I feel like that really denoted like a, a shift in tone. Mm-hmm. And that almost made it okay for everybody else to be like, Yeah. What am I doing? What am I doing? Caring about my artistic integrity? I need to be trying. I'm. All, I'm doing this to make money. It's my job, well, so I should. I should be trying to make as much money as possible. One more thing bothers me too.
2: I have no problem with pot, but some people do. I mean, some people. It it does become a problem for them. Uh, my son Nick is sober. Very very proud of him. Uh, addiction has been uh, touched my life way more than I ever thought it would. Didn't see that one coming, but it's been a big part of my life. Weed is not meth, but I also think it's something to joke about. Like when he said, I'm going smokeless and just I, I, I ask you all to give me privacy. There are probably a lot of people out there who deal do do deal with problems with drugs. And it's not just a stupid ass Pringles commercial marketing thing. That's very disappointing to me. Yeah.
6: But yeah, what I don't what I don't get is that I mean he, he yeah, he's a rapper, he's well known, but he's made a name for himself by smoking pot everywhere. And 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 that really pushed his image and pushed what he was trying to do. What I don't get, I don't know, if he wants to give it up that's fine. That that's great. I don't understand, you know, please respect us and give us our privacy. I don't understand that line at all. You've been in our face for decades. Right.
2: But it's even and worse because the whole like, thing was a lie.
6: It yeah. was just yeah. well, a way to stupid that's fire pit.
5: If it was a yeah. real health issue, I'd be like, all right, yeah,
2: we yeah, can respect good that.
3: You.
5: Good for you, Steve.
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, but respect my privacy at this time has become a meme. Yeah, People are like, yep. I'm, yep. I'm not going to drink Kool-Aid today. Please respect my privacy at this time. Yep. It's just so silly. I think by making light of it, Dave, he's playing into a harmful part of our culture that is like... It's impossible to be addicted to weed. Weed is completely harmless. It's never hurt anyone. It's never ruined anyone's life. That's just simply not true. I don't think it's like the gateway drug that some people purport it to be. But people do struggle with smoking it too much, losing motivation. Beer has
2: ruined people's lives. It doesn't take uh, a, a handle of vodka a day or cocaine to ruin your life. It's all about genetics and time and place and substance and I don't know that there's there are there aren't that many things that you go like oh this is completely safe depends on who you are
3: I'm sure there are people listening now going like they are taking the Snoop Dogg thing really
2: seriously (laughs) I just get okay here's the thing I get tired of being disappointed yeah. And it just seems like in the, in today's day and age, just get up in the morning and get ready to be disappointed all day.
5: No yeah. one you can believe in. From a, from a just from a entertainment standpoint, not even that serious. There are people that whose I mean, Snoop's brand is basically being cool. He's the cool guy. He's the one everybody likes to hang. He's funny. He's successful. He's a good rapper. Great rapper. He's an all all timer. And the disappointment of that guy doing that, it's, I mean, like, like you're supposed to be cool. Cool people don't do dumb jokes. Like, when cool people are doing dad jokes, you're like, all right,
6: you're ruining it.
5: Agreed. All right, Dave. Uh,
2: All right. Monday, let's talk about the holiday week.
6: Okay, let's do a little housekeeping first, because a lot of people start to leave us here as we go through the holiday week. There have been two white Thanksgivings three plus inches of snow on the ground 1975 and 1980 there you go this little throwback there Time. and also the full moon of november is monday the 27th is known as the beaver moon there you go good luck finding it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not going down that road. (laughs) Can I tell you something?
2: I spent like $400 uh, a year or so ago and uh, bought a telescope. And it it looks like a real telescope. It is a real telescope, but I mean, it looks cool, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know nothing about it. I just leave it there to look good and sometimes looking at my neighbors. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so last year, Nick and Phoebe were over and Nick knows something about it. And we're able to see the moon And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's it? That's all this thing does? It was all shaky. Now, maybe there was some (laughs) operator error. But I'm just thinking, (laughs) for $400, I should be able to, like, pick out craters and stuff. Yeah, you should be able to do that. I think we did it wrong.
3: I'm wondering if you, you know, you just admitted to never using it. I'm wondering if maybe you were, like, zoomed in improperly or something.
5: Nick said he knew what he's doing and I believed it. (laughs) I know this. It was a, a, a week ago we went to... I forget what the group's called, but it's an astronomical group that goes out in the like way west of St. Charles County, and it, where it's dark and there's no light, and it's all these gigantic telescopes. Yeah, I mean, some of them are. That's
6: the astronomical. Some group. of them are like Damn.
5: 16 inches across. I mean, they're huge. I'll take my out there. I saw such a good, <laughs> such a good shot of of Saturn that you could see between the rings. That's how, that's how good on it was. The, here, not dunking on i dunking I didn't do it. Here's what I, I saw. I just went to their place. I saw the
2: moon like this. Moon gone. Moon. <laughs> moon gone, gone. Moon gone.
5: Moon gone. I'm just proud I'm like, that you okay, found there. the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That last time you had a hard time with that.
3: <laughs> I love that Kevin went out into like the wilderness with a group of people in the pitch black to look at planets and he's like, I don't remember the name of the group.
5: <laughs> I know because my wife set it up. She's. We're both nerds into that stuff, and she's the one that planned it. And I'm like, that sounds fun. We'll
4: do it that. That was lovely. Ride.
6: It was pretty cool. <laughs> Let's,
1: go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All
3: right. We still need to do the forecast.
6: Yes. Periods of rain overnight tonight. Not raining all the time, but it's a wet night. No question about it. It's chilly. Not a lot of push in temperature. 45. We're right around 50 now. Tomorrow, I think we wake up to some rain, lingering rain. It should fade by noontime, but the clouds stay with us all day long. And again, not a lot of push in temperature, 48 for the high. Tuesday night, clearing skies, but we're cloudy during the evening. It's dry. Clearing skies primarily after midnight down to 32. Wednesday, sunny and chilly all day long, 49. 32 on Wednesday night. Thanksgiving day on Thursday, sunny, cold start, but a nice afternoon, 55 degrees. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there are three systems in play. There's a high pressure with a lot of dry air. There's a storm passing to our south. And then there's a bit of a Alberta clipper kind of pulling towards us. We're in between like all of that. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a little bit in question right now. I don't think we see a lot of anything, but we could see a little bit of rain in that stretch. Which we
2: sorely need, right?
6: Yeah, but today and tonight helping a lot.
2: Good. Nice. Good, good. All right. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. righty. All right. It's Andrew time. I just can't lay off him. Uh, <laughs> on the Google Doc where we put our very best ideas, Andrew's very best idea is, I got too sucked into a video game this weekend and seemed to have wounded my tendon.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm hurting. <laughs> I uh, My tendons hurt very. I So I got a little sucked into this. I didn't do this all weekend. I did other stuff. I... Worked, ripped up some flooring. I did some chair shopping. I did normal stuff this weekend. But your flooring, also, or just went to a place? I just went to a place. I went to you know those uh, like stress rooms where you can like hit old TVs. I went to a flooring rip up room. Um, I played this game for, according to the game itself, because I started it on Friday night for eighteen hours, which is a lot. What game was it? Uh, Super Mario RPG. Oh my god! Oh. The remake of one of my uh, all time favorite games. Wheels. How's around? that hit you? Eighteen what? hours. And how long? Over the weekend. So Friday night to Sunday night.
5: I'm sure I've done it, but that would be on the really extreme side.
4: Kind of all your waking hours. Yeah. Not all of my waking hours. You went chair shopping. Yeah, I went chair shopping. (laughs) I did a little, I did other stuff. I didn't just do that. But in my free time, like my downtime where I wasn't doing anything and wasn't being productive in any way, I was just doing that and nothing else. There you go. And I had to press this one button a whole lot of times because it's mostly just pressing this one button over and over again. And uh, with, like, specific things. You're a little sore
2: from video games.
4: Yeah, I'm, like, mashing that button really hard. And it, like, I woke up this morning. I was like, man, my (laughs) wrist and tendons (laughs) are really sore. And quickly, you don't like salespeople. Oh, yeah. So this was while chair shopping. I couldn't help but feel. I know he's. they're just doing the jobs, Mm. and none of them were bad at all. They were all very nice, but just... It makes it, to me at least, I think when you go to somewhere like a furniture store or something like that, it makes it a whole lot harder to get your shopping done when there's somebody like hovering over you, right? And I'm trying to have like a, you know, just a quiet, discreet. I'm not a big, loud person in public. I'm trying to have like a discreet conversation with my wife about furniture in our house and stuff.
2: That's how they do it at Cracker Barrel. Should have known that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas...